everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. With me today is Senator Dave Osmick. I'm so happy to have him. We've covered a lot of topics. We were just talking about Min Lars. Uh, what a disaster that is. What a joke that is. Uh, $90 million has been spent on that boondoggle. I've been waiting five months for my title. Uh, I don't, don't expect it anytime soon. I am so glad that that IT guy stepped down. Oh, sorry, $93 million <laughs> was spent on that. It's only going to get worse, folks. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And the worst part is we sat in committee and listened to them actually say they knew that this thing wasn't going to work right. when they released it. To which we continued to ask the question, well, who in the world wanted to replace the system when it wasn't? What was the urgency? Why did you have to do this? There was no urgency. You didn't have any requirements that you had to have it done. Nothing in the old system was going to blow up right. or fail. Right. You had time. $93 million. They have no respect for our money. No respect at all. Well, and then they... I'm going to start keep digging on this one. Because before Minute started... To, that's who this MNIT took this thing over. Oh, right. They had a contractor that was doing it. And they said, well, the contractor walked away. Well, I'll tell you what. I work in that environment. Contractors don't walk away unless you keep changing requirements or can't define requirements or keep... It's, it's like Lucy in the football. that You keep changing the parameters where they can't possibly... Because that's what contractors do. I think it was HP was the group that was doing it. Hewlett Packard doesn't walk away from government contracts. They like that money. It's, it, it spends really well in Hewlett Packard's uh, pockets. They do it well. Speaking of computer incompetence, government incompetence, Mincher. Mincher is another example. Oh my God. So they're bragging that they signed up 116,000 people. I want you to do the math on this. Do the math on this. 116,000 people times the average states or average subsidy of $7,000 is over $800 million every year. Tell me, Senator Osmick, tell me, how is that affordable? It's not. And Mincher. It, there's two components to the Minshear disaster. The first component is the fact that we should never have gotten involved in this. If the right. federal government wanted to do them, let them spend money on it. Let them pay for it. But the second connection goes back again to Minute, because Minute were the goofballs that ran this thing. Again, proving their incompetence. <laughs> they don't have people. And I work in, particularly work in that, in that, in that, in that atmosphere. I actually am working now with a state of Virginia project through my employer, United Healthcare, or United Health Group. Um, and I'm, we're building a data warehouse. See, we have expertise in how to put things together in the private sector that makes it work. What they tried to do was do it on their own. They had no idea on how a health system, much less an enrollment system that has to coordinate with a federal system. We do this all the time. I actually have computer systems that, that interface with the federal network you people didn't know what you were doing and you thought you did but you made mil- you spent millions and millions of dollars to create this thing and oh by the way over at our friends over at Minshear, they're 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 naming uh they they have named conference rooms for the dflers that helped push that through the <laughs> tony Dayton, lowry room tony yeah, lowry. yeah I, and they had to take the names off because it was such an embarrassment well the, the whole thing's an embarrassment and remember we had to get rid of that agency head too remember the Minshear person got fired yeah it, it just and so did hhs because they're 
there were dead people in the nursing homes, and then you had another one who should have been gone with the dead children in the foster care system. And then we want to turn over Internet privacy or turn right. over this net neutrality. By the way, folks, if you bought into the fact of this whole net neutrality thing being a good thing, you are a sucker. Sucker. You are buying into this. You're going to make government control the Internet. That's Nothing the reason. says freedom like government control of the Internet. Yes. Who would you rather have in control of the Internet? Internet providers who are lightly regulated or the federal government who's going to come in and change and basically say through net neutrality, you have to build a four-lane freeway to everyone's house. That's what they were asking to do. You couldn't have different freeways for different amounts of usage that you right. have to have. And they also were protecting Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook because ISPs know who's using the bandwidth. Right. It's people who have Netflix or that are streaming services. If you're using a streaming service or you're using a ton of Facebook or your users are using a ton of it, don't you think that you should have to pay your fair share? Don't we get to hear that from the Democrats all the time? You should pay your fair share? Well, yeah, except if you're Mark Zuckerberg, who's a billion-dollar liberal who wants to run for federal office someplace, and you want to protect him from actually having to pay his fair share. Who do you trust? Do you trust the federal government to run an operation, or do you pro- do you trust the private sector? I'll tell you what, folks, that's why net neutrality is bad, because if you think it's good for the government to do net neutrality, you're screwed in the head. Yep. You need to let private sector solutions work. And you know what else came out, too, is um, the Pioneer Press reported a couple weeks ago that a local TV anchor in St. Paul, um, she got a payout of $33,000. Um, when the city of St. Paul agreed to settle her federal lawsuit, she had uh, all, all these different Alex Kendall, Kendall, Channel 9, sued St. Paul and nearly 200 cities, counties and other agencies throughout Minnesota in 2014. Her driver's license information was accessed more than 3,800 times over 10 years. Mine was accessed 242 times. I never sued. I should have. Drives me crazy. Uh, That has to be addressed. But the one that I'm really, really worried about, Dave, Senator Osmick, the one that I'm really, really worried about is I think some of the Democrats are going to continue to push for a brand new task force on sexual harassment in politics. And we've seen what a failure the Democrats have been on this. Uh, um, you saw Lindsey Port, who came out, talked about Senator Schoen, talked about things mm-hmm. that he did at Democrat events, mm-hmm. at fundraising events, out on the Democrat campaign trail. Now, Democrats have stopped using her campaign, stopped donate or using her business, and have stopped donating to her campaign. Now she says she's not going to run anymore. That woman had no business standing up there with um, May Quaid talking about anything because she wasn't a member of the in, of the legislature. And now you've got Aaron May Quaid and Jamie Becker Finn and some of the others pushing for this sexual harassment task force. No, 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 hell no. What are you guys, a bunch of big babies over there? Well, sometimes, sometimes I wonder what kind of high school antics I'll see next over at the legislature. I know. And and who? And excuse me, where's the responsibility for some of these women 
Why don't they speak up? Why don't they say no? For God's sakes, they're public officials. They don't know how to tell some guy, hey, back off. We also have an ethics policy. We have ethics committees that are supposed to be in charge of this. Do I think we have to have more of it? I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I am leery about layering more and more onto this. But more importantly, I want to also say that, you know, first, sexual harassment is wrong. But second, we have to be very careful how far the pendulum springs, swings in one direction. It's gone too far, too far. Because we could be in trouble far. in the future. And today we got the women out there marching in some country, in some uh, cities and states, not here in Minnesota. <laughs> they got a women's rally. They're running around with their vagina hats on. Uh, <laughs> how, how embarrassing. There isn't one here in Minnesota. Tomorrow they're having some rally at the, um, where is the, oh, it's at Union Depot. That that was another government boondoggle we spent a billion dollars on. They'll do anything to try to fill that thing up. Only this this year, they're trying to raise money. Um, it's not like a march or anything. It's not even a rally. It's a, hey, come and donate money to us. It's so ridiculous. We have to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Jim Newberger is going to join us. I hope you're going to hang around for a little little while longer. Oh, sure. And I knew you would, because we're having fun, right? I got no place else oh, to go. Well, not till the wild <laughs> game tonight. Exactly, so, yeah, I got time. you might as well hang with me. Uh, Jim Newberger is going to call in any minute, and uh, he's going to wait in on what's going on with the the shutdown and why he's the best candidate uh the only candidate to beat amy klobuchar and by the way don't worry you'll survive the shutdown so stay tuned sue jeff sue jeffers with senator dave osmick twin cities news talk am 1130 and twin so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. I am pissed. Now I am really, really, really furious. Everybody knows the government shut down. The Senate Democrats blocked the vote to keep the government open. Uh, both Minnesota senators voted to shut down the federal government in demand for amnesty. And I want people to remember this. CHIP covers 9 million children. DACA covers 700,000. Do you know what they're saying it stands for now? Democrats against children of Americans. <laughs> and I will repeat again. Amy Klobuchar, Tina Smith voted for this amnesty. Shame on them. Shame on them. Shame on them. I am so proud that we have people who have stepped up to the plate to run against both of these two who do not, who, who simply put are not working for the people of the state of Minnesota. They're, they're, they're a rubber stamp for whatever their political party tells them to vote for. Do you know what it, do you know what this is breaking news here? The American forces network had been scheduled to show the AFC and the NFC championship games to our American military overseas. Well, guess what? Due to the government shutdown, the American Forces Network isn't on. Our boys, our men, our women, our soldiers overseas are not going to be able to watch these great games tomorrow just because of the Democrats. This is on you, Democrats. On you. Whew, okay. Well, okay. let's get rid of Klobuchar. How are we going to do that? We're going to get rid of Klobuchar with Jim Newberger. There we go. And I thanks for dragging me back. To that. <laughs> I know. I know. I'll, I'll get there. Uh, hello, Jim Newberger. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Sue. Thank you. I'm just uh, looking at the clock here. We are now 16 hours and 19 minutes into the Schumer shutdown. And uh, for 1.3 million active-duty military uh, members, uh 
just they need to know that Senator Klobuchar just threw them under the bus. Right. Threw them under the bus. It just makes me sick, Jim. We need you so bad. We need you so bad in Washington, D.C. I can't thank you enough for running against Amy Klobuchar. Well, thank you. And, and here we are facing a government shutdown. And the whole issue, if this was, if they had voted no to shut down the government because they were budget hawks, because they were concerned about spending, or because they were worried about our national debt, if that was the reason, then you know what? Then they would have a leg to stand on. But they don't. They did this for political reasons. They did this because Senator Klobuchar, Amy, who says she's nice, I don't think so. She did this because she was looking out for the wants, the wants of non-citizens instead of taking care of the needs of citizens. I agree 100%. And and you know what, Jim Newberger? You know what else makes me so angry? Leading up to this shutdown, Amy Klobuchar got a pass. The media never went after her. They never asked her where she stood. They never asked her how she was going to vote. All they did was talk about Amy Klobuchar and her purple ice cream and, and, or, or what her hot dish is. It, everybody talks about how she's so nice. People don't understand the damaging, destructive things that that woman has voted for. It makes Senator me... Senator Klobuchar, exactly. She has voted over 90% of her career with the Obama progressive left. Her and Al Franken, uh, for almost a decade, have lined up with the progressive Obama left over 90%. And that's on a good year. On a bad year, it's been over 95%. And, Sue, uh, I, I share your outrage. Um, she's also putting our as U.S. citizens, our security um, in risk because there's up to 1.8, uh, about 1.8 million civilian government workers may also, they could also be furloughed. Right. These are people that are looking out for our security, people that work at the food inspectors, the TSA, the Border Patrol, uh, federal prison guards. These folks, it might also come to furloughing them. So, my my question just keeps going deeper and uh, where is Amy's heart? Where do her interests lie? Uh, she right, right now she's standing up. She took a hard stand, a hard stand for people who are not citizens. She did that and taking everyone else who is a citizen and threw us under the bus. Totally threw us under the bus. I can't believe for Democrats that illegal aliens are more important than American citizens. I am just astonished Absolutely. by that. Absolutely, no wonder they call they call them uh, when they when they're talking about the dreamers. You know, Jim, do they do they think American kids don't have dreams? I, I hear over and over and over again from uh, Democrats, in particular, we're a nation of immigrants. No, we aren't. We're a nation of citizens. Citizens are Correct. what make us the United States of America. And and that's why I think it's so funny when they talk about, about DACA that they say it's Democrats against children of Americans because, yeah, they picked illegal aliens. And, and what people don't understand is this whole uh, amnesty that's put together for the so-called dreamers, this whole amnesty was unconstitutional by President Obama in the first place. All exactly. Donald Trump did was drag us back to following the laws. And the American People deserve to know that we're going to enforce the laws on the books. And, and, and to that point, Sue, and you are absolutely right, but one of the things that the media is not, uh, not covering in an accurate fashion is the fact that Donald Trump made a campaign promise and he kept his word. 
And, you know, the media is always jumping on our elected officials, especially uh, our president, uh, when, they, when they say one thing on the campaign trail and it doesn't come. Well, this is something that Donald Trump had stood for as he campaigned. This was one of the reasons why Americans voted for Donald Trump. So he becomes elected as our president. He fulfills a campaign promise. And now all of a sudden everyone's pulling their hair out because he, he, he kept his word. The man kept his word, regardless of how you feel on this issue, wherever you line up, you've got to give the guy credit because the man said what, he did what he said he would do. And for that, I, get, I tip my hat to him. I the tip my hat to word. him. I tip my hat to him, too, Jim Newberger. You know what? Um, there, We need to elect people like you who will help Donald Trump keep the rest of these promises that he made on immigration, whether it's border security, ending the diversity, visa lotteries, limiting yeah. change, uh, chain migration, uh, building a wall, all these well, things. Exactly, Sue. And this is not the first time that Senator Klobuchar has done this. Senator Klobuchar in the past has always been a champion. She's rolled out the red carpet for very poorly vetted refugee resettlement. This is an issue that we really need to address. We have to have this conversation as a state and as a nation about our refugee resettlement program. Senator Klobuchar has rolled out the red carpet for this. As a matter of fact, uh, she, she pushed just this year for an additional 100000 and, you know, this is a really heavy unfunded mandate for many of our communities, not to mention that we have some, some of these people are coming here who have every intention of not living under American law. We need to live under American law, and that is not the intention of some of these people that are coming here, uh, and they have a different view of things. Now, Sue, i got a question for you. If you move to Germany, <laughs> how I don't want to, but okay. You'd be an American citizen in Germany, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, how how far would you get if you moved to Germany and said, I'm an American, I want to live under American law. Right. You know, I'm here in Germany. How <laughs> far would that get you? Yeah, not very far, Jim. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And that, you know, my point made completely right there. So at this point, we really need to call Senator Klobuchar and Senator Smith. You know, she's really starting to dig a hole for herself. She hasn't been in office very long. And and, and again, it just shows us the, uh, it just shows us what she's made of. She's there to be a voting drone for Schumer right. and his shutdown. Uh, the far progressive left, there is a saying, uh, that goes around Washington, D.C. It's basically the U- United States Senate is the place where all good legislation goes to die. And at this, at this point in the game, uh, Senator Klobuchar is not looking out for the interests of the American citizens. She's looking out for the wants of non-citizens. Yep. And somebody's got a collar on the carpet, and we're doing that today. Thank you so much, Jim Newberger. Hey, if we wanted to help your campaign uh, to beat Amy Klobuchar, if we wanted to get more information on, on you or, like, send you a really big, fat check, where would we get more information? Well, that, thanks, for the, thanks for putting that out there. It's, um, the website's real simple. It's just Jim4, F-O-R, Jim4USSenate.com. That's it. I'm Jim in. I am. For USSenate.com. Jim uh, for USSenate. Mm-hmm. Cover all the issues. Um, and I really appreciate you giving us time to really call out Klobuchar because somebody's got to start doing it. Senator Klobuchar does not vote for you. She doesn't vote for the people in the state of Minnesota. She votes for the progressive machine that's headed up by people like Nancy Pelosi, Barack Obama, and Schumer. 
Exactly right, Jim. Hey, don't you have a big fundraiser coming up next week? We do. Um, we've got one in Medicine Lake uh, it's with uh, former Senator Boswich. He's uh, going to be there as a guest speaker. And also uh, David Hughes, who's running for the 7th Congressional District. He's a guest speaker. Oh, uh, that's on I our like website. him. Yeah. Yep, he's a good guy. And then also the very next day, we're going to have an event uh, up in Foley uh, at the Henry's Event Center. We're having a Second Amendment dinner. Uh, check out the website. We'd love to have you join us. Jim for U.S. Senate. Dot com. Jim for USSenate.com. Jim Newberger, thank you. I'll be happy to help you in any way I can. You keep us posted on your on your progress. And thanks for calling out Amy Klobuchar. Minnesota deserves so much better. Hey, let's make America great again. Exactly. Make America great again. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, take care. Oh, I think he's great. Isn't he great? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. He and and I've worked with him for a long time and oh, in right. the legislature and uh, Well, he he's has, in the house, you're yes, in the Senate, but he's, still. He's in the lower body as well, we call him. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he the... <laughs> my first year he won uh, I was uh, I got the best friend of the taxpayers award and he was the other he was the house recipient. So, uh, he knows financial, he knows how to be a fiscal conservative and he knows right from wrong. And Amy Amy Klobuchar, her what has she done? Ask yourself, if you're sitting at home, what has Amy Klobuchar ever done for you? She got other than to make purple ice cream that I couldn't even buy. <laughs> oh, That's it. She she has gone to bat. She's gone to bat to make sure we don't have lead in kids' toys. Oh my God, that is that is a, such a critical thing for our nation. You know what? The one that made me just absolutely furious was the stupid medical device companies here in the state of Minnesota gave her an award. She uh-huh. voted for Obamacare uh-huh. to tax the crap out of them she spent the next eight years saying oh don't worry we'll work on repealing it we'll work on repealing it they gave her an award the losers well and that's just it that's why i have problems with uh, some chambers of commerce that's why i have some problems with some business community people that you have got to start standing up we are the frog that is boiling in the pot right now because they have slowly turned up the heat and you have helped them turn the heat up we have got to change the direction and i know jim and I know he will be a voice of sanity in the insane of Washington, D.C. I, got, I had some people after I exited the, the governor, I suspended my governor's campaign, that said, well, how about you run for Senator Smith's seat? And I said, no, I'm a Minnesota kid. I like Minnesota. Right. I don't want to go drinking that water. Right. I don't, I know. I don't want to drink the Potomac water. And I had my friend Jamie Wheeler. Jamie, I love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. But I'm not running for U.S. Senate. Absolutely not. And there were all these pictures all over, and I got all these phone calls oh, you're running for U.S. Senate? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, hell no. I am a Minnesota girl. I pay attention to what's going on in Minnesota. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back again, one of the things I want to talk with you about, Senator Osmick, is uh, the Star Tribune poll that came out last week and how they <laughs> distort these numbers. It is absolutely astonishing. Well, I want you to think back to the 2016 mm-hmm. election mm-hmm. where Trump, Almost won Minnesota. Hillary Clinton got 45,000 more votes than Donald Trump. So now, one year later, we're talking about these poll results. And I'll tell you, at the Star Tribune, what a bunch of liars. Well, you know, I swear, if for at the campaign finance board, the campaign finance board should be jumping all over the Democrats because they get free advertising every time a liberal, every time the Star Tribune is printed. 
They get free advertising. Yeah. They get because they are nothing but a, a liberal mouthpiece. It goes up and down one side and the other. And the conservatives, the quote unquote conservatives, are just inmates inside of the asylum and they barely have a voice. And you know what? what? A perfect example of that is Jim Newberger. Every puff piece that they do on Amy Klobuchar, they don't even mention Jim Newberger's name. Usually they don't even mention that she's up for re-election and that there's a challenger. And that drives me absolutely crazy. Okay, we'll take a, a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about this Star Tribune, Tribune poll. I want people to realize Trump's approval numbers are up 10% or 10 points in the suburbs and 27 points in greater Minnesota. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Oh, yeah, they're trying to stop that, too. Oh, so much more to talk about. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers with Senator Dave Osmick, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. excited for tomorrow i can't hardly stand it and i'm mad i am mad that our our military personnel overseas cannot watch the nfc and the afc championships that is so ridiculous and i hope trump figures out something for to to make that happen or i hope there are some other options available over there i mean come on because democrats are not willing to compromise to be able to provide border security that that is important to president trump why do why will amy klobuchar not compromise with the white house she can have DACA. Matter of fact, Republicans want to deal with this, but deal with this in a legislative manner where right. it is permanent. But they won't give up on the fact that, God, that that the president wants to secure our borders. It is just obscene to them that we actually will do what's actually in the Constitution, which is defend our borders. I am just shocked that the Democrats side with illegal aliens over American citizens. I am just shocked. And I don't I don't think the American people are stupid. Well, I'm not shocked because that that is their next voter base. And I have had senators on the Senate floor, tell me when we're talking about illegal immigrant driver's license, literally tell me, you guys, we're not going to vote for this because that's our voting base. And I'm going, I look at him going, my God, are you really that? Admitting it out loud. Admitting it directly to on the Senate floor. You know, driver's licenses for illegal aliens, that's going to come up again hard this year. You know that, right? It comes up every year, and they come and bang their drums and all this other stuff. I'm sorry, we are not doing it. We didn't do it when the Democrats were in charge. Why? Because they even knew that their base wasn't going to go along with that one. They had to swallow hard on a lot of other subjects, but they weren't going to start giving illegal immigrant driver's licenses. And that's the fact, because they were going to be used for what? Voting purposes. That is the primary document to get, no matter if it said not for not for voting on it or whatever the case might be, wasn't going to matter because the people, the guys at the polls, and you're an election judge, you know it, you can quietly look the other way as something happens. And they do. And that happens. And we would have tons, tons of them voting when they shouldn't be voting. And guess what? That's a Democrat block of voters. And, and just as bad, you have prosecutors who refuse to prosecute voter fraud. I am so irritated at WCCO. Pat Kessler keeps doing these uh, segments on, we only had 17 cases of voter fraud. Hey, Pat, they don't look and they don't prosecute. And that's only 17 that you can find. Think of how many more that if there are actually looked. there. What, what, what they, that reminds me, Kessler and some of these people that believe that things aren't happening remind me of pa- 
of of, of uh, Bacon, uh, the actor, uh, but, uh, Kevin. Kevin Bacon in Animal House. He's the guy standing in the and getting run down by a ton of people and saying, "All is well, all is well." Yes, all is well if you close your eyes and you're ignorant to what's happening. Right. Um, and I even like Pat Kessler. I think most of the time he does a pretty good job. I do too. But but he, on this one, it just drives me up the wall. Oh, there's ridiculous. more things around that you should come to the Capitol more. We get more things that drive you up a wall. Oh, I know. I do a show every week. I am take your blood I, pressure medication. Yeah, I never now. get. To, uh, <laughs> I just had my blood pressure taken. They said they couldn't believe it was so low. Yeah, I'm like, I blow off steam every uh, every Saturday. Come to the Capitol. We'll change that. Okay. So, uh, Star Tribune had a poll, and they did everything they possibly could to try to point out how Donald Trump is, well, Hitler, and so, <laughs> oh, so very unpopular. And the truth is, um, it's the Star Tribune poll showed 45% approve of Trump, 47% disapprove of Trump. No surprise. Like, Eighty-seven percent of the Democrats disapproved. Eighty-seven percent of the Republicans approved of it. But the bottom line is this: the Trump approval rating in the suburbs is up ten points. Trump approval rating in Greater Minnesota is up twenty-seven percent, and probably most notably of all, independent voters actually outright approve with some 63% approving Trump's handling of the economy. And what's the narrative? Oh, he's still underwater. Oh, he's still not supported by Minnesotans. Well, when you look back six months on where his poll numbers were six months ago, if it was a Democrat going in the other direction, the headline would be, President Clinton gains popularity almost up to even in Minnesotans. Most Minnesotans, 10% more Minnesotan supporter. You would see right. blurring headlines of President Clinton. Oh, God, that's a terrible thought, isn't it, President you know, Clinton? But that's what it would be. But you know what? Because it's Trump, because they want to right. control the narrative, right. and it, it is ingrained all the way into that organization. They have to, and I, and of all people, we have a Republican that owns that darn newspaper, and it doesn't change yeah, thanks every for time. Nothing, Glenn Taylor, I thanks know, for I, nothing. I wish it would be changing. Hey, um, so Trump was inaugurated one year ago today. Oh, it is today. I know. Think about that. That's, one year. Time flies. I know. And every, next campaign starting, isn't it? Every <laughs> single day. Every single day. I thank God it's not President Clinton. Oh, I, I can just imagine. Day. I know. To some things Trump does drives me absolutely crazy. Uh, some of the things he tweets, um, but I don't care. I, whether you want to talk about immigration, you want to talk about the economy, you want to talk about fighting back against the media, you want to talk pulling out against the uh, Paris Accord, you want to talk about eliminating regulations, you want to talk about the tax reform, any of it, it's all fabulous. Well, worth his tweeting. And that's why I was sort of surprised that my gubernatorial aspiration didn't gain a little bit more steam because I talked the know. same way. I am I shut off my Twitter uh, in April of last year. I, I don't like tweet. That. I know. Mad. And I shut mad. off my Facebook. I'm not doing it. Why? Because I can get myself in trouble at three o'clock, you know, two o'clock in the morning or something. I don't want to do that. But I was, I, 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 
I like doing it, but you know what? I was very direct in saying Trump we have to have change these beers. things. I know. Trump okay. didn't have such beers. There's the one fear I have is my fear of, and I got in trouble with it for saying something was a liberal W dream. Whatever. Are you telling me you can't defend what you're saying? Of course you. You're can. right. And and then when the when the guy when the reporter we needed your voice. We needed your voice so bad, Dave. When the reporter got me in the on the on the on the floor of the Senate saying, "Did you say this?" and I said, "You damn right I did." Why? Because because the the Southwest Light Rail is a liberal and I I should say utopian dream. But I'll say what I said. It is a liberal wet dream, and people got all the vapors. Oh my God, Senator Rosmick, you can't use that language. It's it's a it's it's terrible. I'm saying this is what it is, well, and that's why I was happy to say it. S hole. I know. Or lucky. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I think if you would have not shut off your Twitter account. You might have had a little more steam oh, in that governor's know. race. Hey, in this Star Tribune poll, though, think of this. Or look at this, rather. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> that. Um, I, got, I, I, I know, I got excited. Um, governor Dayton has a 43% approval rating. Shocking. Well. Uh, I'm surprised it's that high, but he's been, he's been over 50% for a long time. 43, when you go back a six months, go right. back a year, 43 is down from over 50%. He had like 57% last time. They're, right. They're, they're hiding that little detail. They're getting sick and tired of it. That's why Tina Smith is not running for governor right now that she's, uh, she's a United States senator is because she saw that Governor Dayton is going to be a dragon. Why? What did he do in the last six months? He used a line item veto to dis- to wipe out the legislative branch, people are finally, oh, thank you, people. You're finally figuring this out. Okay, and just as important, that is um, Tina Smith is gone. Tina Smith went to Washington, D.C. Who's Mark Dayton's handler now? Because you know what? I'm furious at the media, at Republicans and Democrats who covered up for Mark Dayton, his poor mental health, his poor physical health. I'm not saying that to be mean and snarky. I'm saying it because it's fact. It's fact. So now Tina Smith goes away. Where is Governor Dayton? Governor Dayton's nowhere to be found, and the media lets him get away with it. Do you know last week and when he released that outrageous, huge $1.6 billion bonding bill, he wasn't even there to release it. Myron Franz had to release mm-hmm. it. So where is Mark Dayton, and why isn't the media all over it? Oh, because they are doing exactly what you said. They are the media. They are the DFL mouthpiece. They should rename the Star right. Tribune the the uh, DFL Star Tribune. All the liberal news that's fit to print, because that's what they're doing. If this, if they, if this had been a Republican with the same, and, and we always say it this way, if this had been a Republican and they had the same, no, this is true. They would have had somebody camped out in front of the governor's mansion waiting to follow him to wherever he's going to. I mean, I have had anecdotal evidence. I've seen it on my own. Me too. Uh, I was at the one of the status, not the last state of the state. I actually stayed at when home to watch. Yeah, I, I stayed at home on that one. I they just didn't feel up like that going. one too. They did, and then they said, then he has prostate. Well, you know what? I'm sorry, Governor. You've got these medical conditions. But even before that, when he had his back surgery, I was at the state of the state right after that happened. That he came in through the retiring the, the the house retiring room, and I was watching him. I've never seen somebody look at his feet to will them. 
to walk because he is in he is in terrible physical condition. And you know what else? They it's did? his, but it's his choice to leave. Uh, so he's got to, He has to do what's right for Minnesota. When when he goes into the room, he'll have his cane, he'll have his walker, he'll have someone helping him, and then he puts it away and walks out. So everybody thinks he's fine. When he was fishing, they would put him in the physically lift him into the boat. Did they have a stunt show, fish? Show pictures <laughs> of it. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So also in that ridiculous Star Tribune poll showed 60% of the Minnesotans believed former Senator Al Franken groped women. 48% don't believe that Franken should have resigned. More men believe the allegations than women. Which well, is shocking. Well, I'm surprised you re- he resigned in the first place. And I've said this outwardly before. Uh, what he did before he became a United States senator, I'm not sure necessarily is something that is up for debate. If you are an elected official and you're groping people, this is a problem. Um, but uh, he had to make the decision on his own. I, I think he probably... <laughs> He was he should pressured have gone to, out. He was Good. pressured out. Good. And the fun part is to watch all the liberals now saying, I'm not going to give you money. Well, you yeah, know what? two Walter, or three years from now, they'll give money back. Walter Mondale had a 90th birthday party. Al Franken was one of the guests. Gee, that's a wait till, wait till you hear the nasty, nasty. Oh, it was actually pretty funny because Governor Dayton said uh, one of his jokes was when people ask how he's feeling, they really want to know because Fishbach is the <laughs> lieutenant governor. But Al Franken was at the this celebration um, at, at the celebration for that. I'll tell you about that. I'll tell you about some other comments Governor Dayton had to say. And I'm going to tell you about the poll numbers uh, for Tina Smith and Amy Klobuchar and how interesting the congressional races are going to be. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers with Senator Dave Osmick, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Thank you, Stan. Puts a smile on my face every time I hear that horn. Go Vikings. I can't wait for tomorrow. I can I can hardly focus sometimes. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. With me today, Senator Dave Osmick. I can't think of him enough for staying much longer than he had planned on. Well, that's okay. Uh, We're having fun. I know. I just wanted to give you a couple more things about, out, a couple more interesting points out of this Star Tribune poll that, again, got buried that the Star Tribune doesn't want to talk about. One third of those poll couldn't name Senator Tina Smith. 35% said her name didn't ring a bell, and 41% said they didn't have any impression at all. Uh, Amy Klobuchar, on the other hand, and remember I told you Mark Dayton had a 43% approval rating. No surprise there. Should be much lower, actually. Uh, Amy Klobuchar's favorability rating was 59%, only because they know her name, not because they know anything she voted for. They don't. Uh, do everything you can to help... Um, uh, Jim Newberger, get elected and take that out. A really interesting um, thing that I think is is worth noting is there's a tiny advantage for the Democrats on a generic congressional ballot. And I want you to think about this. We have eight congressional seats. We might lose one. Nationally, Democrats have a huge advantage in a generic ballot. Not here in Minnesota. Not 
here in Minnesota. We're going to see really interesting things happen in District 1 up north, in er, 1 down south, 8 up north, 7, which runs along western Minnesota. Uh, Here's my prediction. Jason Lewis will win again. Tom Emmer will win again. Eric Paulson will win again. And we have got to find people. This is the year to take out those Democrats, especially in Minnesota. Those Trump numbers are astonishing. And they're something that we should definitely make hay out of. I also told you on Martin Luther King Day, this is one of those days where Dayton has, Governor Dayton's been hard to find. Nobody can find him. There's excuses. He, he couldn't even, he, he couldn't even get out and talk about his uh, bonding bill. He had to send Myron Franz out for it. But Mark Dayton did show up at the 32nd annual Martin Luther King Day celebration. He called out racism, uh, including for race racism from the killing of Philandro Castile to mosques being vandalized to horrible Trump. By the way, that mosque, was that an internal thing? Did we ever find out? Was that an inside job? I don't think we ever found that out. By the way, Philando Castillo was killed by somebody who was not white. It wasn't racist. A minority, if I remember, it right? It was a terrible episode. It, oh, was, it was a tragedy. Awful. It was tragedy. But Dayton milks this crap. He milks it for everything. Do you know what he said? Listen to this quote. Listen to this quote. Dayton mentioned Donald Trump. He called him the worst public perpetrator of racism, bigotry, and intolerance to a roaring applause rule from num- all the Democrats. Rule number one of Democrats is make sure you divide us all into different segments. Right. You pit Republicans against Democrats. You pit, pit white people against black people or other minorities. Right. That's the way you pit people. You don't bring them together. You pit them against each other. Oh, just makes me sick. Okay, Dave Osmick, Senator Osmick, I don't know if you heard it. Uh, Minnesota made a presentation to Amazon, uh, like 280-some other cities, and they offered them a secret deal. A secret deal. They wouldn't even tell the people of Minnesota what was in this deal. Well, Amazon came out, and whatever it was, it wasn't good enough because Minnesota did not even make the top 20. Well, it's a good thing, too, because we already have direct competitors that are already have their corporate headquarters here. They're already doing Best good buy, business. Target. Exactly. Yeah. So <clears throat> that was the problem that Minnesota had is that we were going to be trying to lure somebody that's a direct competitor to corporations that already are, corp- are already incorporated here in Minnesota. By the way, congratulations to people in Washington for the tax bill, because you're going to you're re- making us repatriate and bring more business back into Minnesota and back in the United States. People don't want to talk about that. That's why. Bush. That's why Trump's number is going up. And you know what? I I think people, Senator Osmick, explain to me, why would a company want to locate here when our energy costs are out of control, the housing costs are out of control, we have onerous taxes, outrageous taxes, some of the highest taxes in the nation, Uh, the regulatory burdens are astronomical here in Minnesota. Why would a company want to relocate here? Well, because we're building light rail. That's why we're building light rail and we're spending billions of dollars on that. I don't know because we make ourselves less and less competitive. The first bill out of the gate that we have to deal with in the legislature, we come back a month from today. Yes. Is we have to do the federal tax conformity before we trigger an $800 million tax increase on Minnesotans. What are we going to do? Is it, what are we going to do with that? We have to do, we have to pass the conformity laws to make sure that we don't have that increase. And Democrats, uh, we're going to have a vote on that regardless of who's in charge. And we're going to pass that. Now, if you want to vote against it, that's fine. 
but we're going to pass it. And if you don't want to, that's an $800 million tax increase guaranteed that's coming on onto us. And go ahead and campaign on that, Tina Smith and, and, and Klobuchar. And, and all eight Congress people. Yes, yes. <laughs> go ahead, run on that. I, I, more and more and more people are realizing that that tax reform is good. Wait until the new taxes, the new tax tables kick in, the new withholdings kick in in February. People are going to see more money in their paychecks. That's more of your money you get to keep. Am I happy with the amount of debt that we're having? No, I'm not happy with it. But we should have economic. We've already seen it. Companies are already giving it's amazing. bonuses. We are having more manufacturing jobs now coming back. To, because companies make decisions based on tax policy. We know that. But wait a minute. President Obama said those those manufacturing jobs were never coming back. Yeah, well, if you believe things from President Obama, that's eight years of lies. I don't. I had to suffer through eight years of stagnant growth and lies from President Obama. And yeah, there's a reason that I... Oh keep your God. doctor. You can keep your doctor. You can liar, keep your doctor. Liar, liar, liar. And by the way, those MinShare numbers are inflated too. I know people who are... Uh, who who are listed twice. One year they were with company A, then it got too expensive, they switched to company B, but the state's still paying company A and company B. That's a billion dollars a year, Senator, work on that. It's one another too. mess. And I wish we had time to get to the to the raising the smoking age to 21. I'll tell you these socialist micromanagers, these prohibitionists, they're everywhere and you're going to see that push to increase the smoking age to 21 to ban menthol they've come to the legislature already unfortunately it's one of the senators on my side of the political aisle that's starting down this path i will tell you tell you right now if you can go and you can defend this country you should be allowed to make decisions and if you can't drink until 21 now we're going to say you can't smoke until 21 now tell you what folks if you can't after all the education we have done on smoking in this nation over the last 30 years years if you don't have enough common sense and you don't have enough access to information then maybe you shouldn't be voting in, until you're 21 because if you can't make a right. decision on smoking why should you make a decision on who's going to be the president or who's going to be a list representing you and damn right what dave osmick said <laughs> see why i had you in senator osmick oh i've truly missed your voice i can't thank you enough for joining me well today. thanks for having i me. had a blast it, two hours, man. That was I know. quick. Go so fast. Okay, Stan, you got your show coming up next. What are you talking about? We're going to have uh, vintage snowmobiles. Ooh. Big bash going on in Lake Waconia next weekend. Awesome. And all I care about is go Vikings. Win Vikings. I'm not going to give up hope. What's your prediction? Score quick. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care as long as 17, they win. 16. Ooh, good Vikings. one. All right, everyone. Have a great week. See you next Saturday. Sue Jeffers. Thanks to Dave Osmick and to Stan. You're the best. Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.